you are listening to Pursumedia Minutes. Here is the bottom line and above, from Pursumedia Weekly Newsletter, published on September 20, 2023. To sign up for our Iran Weekly Newsletter and learn more about our advanced AI solutions, please check out our website at www.pursumedia.com. A year after, hardliners glass half empty or half full? As noted in last week's installment, although the Iranian ship of state is not the USS Nimitz, it's not exactly the Titanic either. And like it or not, hardliners are the ones manhandling the helm these days. So, what's going through the heads of these characters and their adversaries as they chart the course of the good ship IR makes fascinating reading. Although approved by the state, the Iranian media reflects a remarkable diversity of opinion, it's as though we are eavesdropping on a heated family argument around the dinner table. In the past week our hardliners viewed the absence of significant protests on the anniversary of Mahsa Amini's murder in custody on September 16 of last year as a victory of sorts. As reported in our lead article this week, anniversary of 2022 protests, Nizam's victory or smoldering fire, although the anniversary passed with only desultory expressions of unrest, the relative quiet was heralded by conservative outlets as proof that the back of domestic and foreign-inspired resistance had been broken. Hamidreza Taraggi, a member of the Central Council of the Islamic Coalition Party, cited the rapprochement with Saudi Arabia as evidence that foreign opposition to the Nizam was in decline. Conservative theoretician Abdullah Ganji celebrated the peaceful anniversary, the Nizam's adaptability, strength, and resilience. However, reformist journalist Abbas Abdi argued that the government's heightened security posture leading up to the anniversary actually indicated an awareness that the potential for protests persists. And in an incendiary statement, the reformist party known as the Assembly of Devotees said it was the absolute power of the Vilayat of Fagi that was to blame, and that any peace was temporary and illusory as long as that power remained unaccountable. The statement's harsh language and direct criticism of the supreme leader drew furious reactions from conservative outlet Farda News, closely affiliated with Majlis Speaker Mohammad Bagir Ghalibaf, which declared the radical faction an opposition group against the Nizam. Nevertheless, the fact remains that no protests erupted, which is significant given the magnitude and duration of the events of last year and Iranians' penchant for leveraging anniversaries to galvanize the will to protest. Of course, there was heightened security, as one would expect. But rather than attribute the lack of protests solely to intimidation and the fear of violent crackdown, we might consider another interpretation. The absence of significant protests suggests the absence of any popular movement with either the leadership, organization, or resources to mount sustained resistance. When journalist Hashem Firuzi warned that the accumulation of grievances could lead to more forceful protests, we can reasonably ask, how? When? With what resources? How many more grievances must accumulate to provoke more forceful protests, and why would we expect the Nizam to be any less prepared than it was in 2009, 2019, and 2022? The glass-half-full interpretation of events by Nizam loyalists is aptly captured in Persumedia's daily summary article, Election Forecast, Reformists' Slim Chances in Upcoming Elections. The denunciation of the Assembly of Devotees as radical oppositionists out of step with the Iranian polity is a line that plays well. 
Observers across the political spectrum have noted the apparent evaporation of anti-Nizam opposition, with whatever opposition left attacked as radical. Galibov summarized the narrative well when he contended that radicals mistakenly assume that the people want unrest, when in fact they want peace and stability. Farda News asserted that even those individuals who advocate for reforms pursue them through peaceful means. And there are attempts to divide and conquer the reformist movement through such narratives. Muhammad Reza Bahonar, the principalist secretary-general of the Islamic Society of Engineers, encouraged benign reformists to participate in the upcoming elections, while inviting the norm-breaking reformists to shut up and butt out. And within the reformist camp itself there is a paralysis of will that plays into the hands of the hardliners, as this faction or that debates whether to participate or to write off elections, and the majlis itself, as a charade, as argued by Ahmad Zaidabadi, a member of the Union of the Nation of Islamic Iran Party. The relative inaction of the people probably reflects the paralysis in the reformist camp. So, there is something to be said for the calculations of Galibov and Farda News. The vast majority of people, even if they believe the Nizam is illegitimate and deserves to be tossed onto the rubbish heap of history, are loath to do anything about it. During the height of the protests last year there was ample anecdotal reporting of parents persuading sons and daughters and friends persuading friends not to join, reminiscent of the many clerics who advised their constituents to do the same during the events of 1978-79. The principle that people tend to look for any reason to do nothing, or to free ride, is a staple of behavioral psychology. So far, glass half full. Now for the glass half empty. Iranian elites are concerned. They're not living in la-la land. An AI-driven analysis of the sentiment in the approved Iranian media, produced by Persumedia's AI firm Quantum Politics, shows as it did last week a noticeable increase in the level of pessimism in Iranian media towards the issues of stability, legitimacy of the system, and economic policies. The level of pessimism increased over the last week towards stability, plus 10%, and economic policies, plus 15%, while pessimism toward legitimacy remained relatively unchanged, plus 1%. The comparison with the same metrics the week of Amini's death shows a dramatic difference. Admittedly, those pessimism numbers spiked quickly a month before Amini's death and during the protests, but settled back down in the early months of 2023. Now they have crept back up, suggesting that a careful analysis of state-approved Iranian media opinion reflects more reformist-style pessimism in the aggregate than the triumphal tone expressed by more vocal Nizam loyalists would suggest. In the year since Amini's death we've heard talk of hijab as a red line the Nizam does not want crossed. But there are other lines being crossed that are perhaps ultimately of more concern, the decline of religiosity and an uptick in opinion that questions the very raison d'etre of the Nizam. The recent publication of video clips demonstrating growing anti-religious sentiment in Iran sparked controversy in the media, with hardliners blaming foreign enemies and others blaming the Nizam's own policies. Conservative pundits, such as Mohammad Bagir Haramshad, a sociologist and a university professor, have repeatedly claimed that the West has targeted the belief systems of the Iranian people. Prominent blogger and social media activist, Nasser Dhaneshwar wrote on his Telegram channel that young people cannot and should not follow a narrative and a law that asks them to replace worship with reason. 
but it's not only reformist-leaning bloggers or radicals who think something's amiss. Masood Mami, a distinguished expert in Sharia law and the former secretary of the Jurisprudential Council at the Majlis Research Center said, acknowledgement of the potential decline of an Islamic government by the government itself is a religious and Islamic duty. He then laid out the justification based on Islamic religious teachings for a referendum for the establishment, continuity, and dissolution of an Islamic government. His argument is that Islamic governance that is rejected by the people is haram. That's pretty heady stuff, and echoes what all political philosophers, both religious and secular, East and West, have theorized for millennia, there is no way to legislate or define out of any social contract or political arrangement the will of the people. Popular rebellion and revolution have been considered de facto evidence that the ruler has misruled and his overthrow is justified. The ancient Chinese mandate of heaven, the philosophy of Confucius, the underpinnings of Farabi's virtuous city, the systems of divine right to rule developed by John of Salisbury in Polycraticus, 1159, and Robert Filmer in Patriarcha, 1680, and Hobbes' Leviathan, 1651, all recognized in the fine print that sovereignty and the power of the sovereign ultimately resides in the people. In fact, the very name Islamic Republic is a nod to the inherent sovereignty of the people. The term, hakemiyat, governance, in the context of the Vilayat of Fagi refers to the sovereignty of the supreme leader, but apparently scholars such as Imami recognize the reality that such authority is always qualified and conditioned. As we saw with the collapse of the Soviet Union and the more successful reversals of policy in China under Deng Xiaoping, change does not always come from the people. It can come, for better or worse, from the top. In the coming months it will be important to track to what extent pessimistic views increase in tandem with appeals for change from the top. According to Persomedia's AI analysis, there is concern, and our media coverage suggests solutions are being sought. The fact that unrest has been kept at bay while at the same time elite concern is rising suggests that the level of popular unrest is not the metric we need to watch, but the level of elite unrest. We can be sure elites have their eyes on the potential for popular unrest. Meanwhile, in other news. President Ibrahim Raisi's neighbor's first foreign policy is complicated by the neighbor's unneighborly failure to reciprocate as they forge their own economic partnerships. The Nizam smiles bravely in the face of E3 threats to extend sanctions. And there is increasing alarm over tensions in the Caucasus and potential NATO expansion. It's a clear and starry night, Captain, with icebergs galore in sight. Full steam ahead. Pursue Media provides media research, open-source intelligence, AI-driven analytics, and strategic communications consultancy. For more information about our advanced AI solutions or to subscribe to Pursue Media products and services, please get in touch with us.